Welcome to Legacy Game Changer. Our mission is to help you make, save, and grow your money. I'm your host, Annetta Rogers, accountant, tax preparer, certified money coach, insurance agent, and travel agent. Today, my guest is Randy Wakefield. He and I will be discussing how do we take 100% responsibility for our financial situation when the game is rigged. Randy has been a guest on my show several times. How are you doing today, Randy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited about this. Uh, and, and not having a framework and structure is kind of my, my fun thing. And Because and, we're talking about something that's rigged, and, and this conversation is going to go off uh, into a rabbit hole pretty quick. But I'm really uh, looking we, forward to this. Before we start, <laughs> can you give them your background really briefly? Yeah, my, my background is in, in uh, I, I've been in banking. I spent eight years in, in uh, international banking and actually in law enforcement and uh, also working with startups. So uh, the thing I'm actually most passionate about, Zanetta, uh, is how money works uh, because it parallels so much of, of how our, uh, <clears throat> the, what I would call the, our spiritual world works and our, how our health works. And so there's so much to learn about how money works. And uh, that's what I'm excited about uh, right now. So, you know, our main topic is how can we take 100% responsibility for our financial success or failures when the game is rigged? And, and that is a tough question because we, it, it, we were told that we were playing the game of life. And what's going on in this country, and if we watch since 1980 when Ronald Reagan uh, basically busted the unions, and, and you know, he started it with the um, air control, aircraft control uh, tower union, okay? And from that point forward, when the power, there's, there used to be about uh, 25% union membership of all workers and now there's less than 10 percent and what's going on is there was an unholy alliance that i call between the marriage between big government big corporations and big unions and i don't like the three of them as individual entities so to speak because of the monopolistic power that they each held but one of the byproducts of of f of FDR and, and uh, uh, Truman sort of bringing in the marriage of big unions and, and big uh, corporations and big government, um, you know, in, in during World War II and, um, and afterwards as well, and in terms of the types of legislation that were brought forward, that enabled our middle class. And to degree, what we had taking place during that time period was the game of of life but guess who was left out of that and guess who got rigged out of that whole equation i don't have to guess i know i mean i feel like we're playing monopoly and we don't get two hundred dollars and we don't get a get out of jail free card well but guess who got but let's be very specific on who got left out yeah black folks yeah right y'all never ever gotten to play the game of life where, you know, at least, you know, some of us white folks, 
uh, we did. And, you know, I grew up in, 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 in Texas originally and, and then, then moved to Bermuda. And so I grew up in a, in a tough arena, in a kind of a tough neighborhood, single parent in the 1960s. You know, it, it, you know, my narrative is kind of tough. But, uh, and, and, but guess what? And, and things were kind of rigged against me. But you look at what the dynamic has been in this country, and you know, I don't have to, I'm speaking to the choir, so mm-hmm. <laughs> the the game has been rigged against black for age, blacks for ages. Well, guess what? Now that y'all got all of, uh, you know, you got the equal rights, uh, you've you got the, the right to vote, you've got all these different things taking place, but there's some systemic things that have never changed in, in our laws. But uh, the fact remains, when large corporations are able to stay married to the government and our unions have been removed from the equation, there's that. So, you know, here all these years of, of, of black folks finally being able to come out and, and get, you know, play that game of life. Guess what happened? They they changed the rules. Now, now, well, let, let's just look at this because when you've got, and, and look, in the late 1880s, there was a form of feudalism that, that most white folks in this country lived in as well. Not only were blacks disadvantaged, so were poor white folks. And the people that were working for these large corporations, you, you know, the age of baronism, is something that we cannot ignore in our history. And, and we, you know, we get all these, uh, the GOP, these, these re- Republican folks just saying, oh, let's make America great again and all of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a conservative guy, but that, that what we have to look at and, and what took place when the very wealthy controlled all the means of production. We had a form of feudalism. When was America not great for for the wealthy people? When 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 oh, his, America's uh, always America been great for the wealthy. That's what yeah. it was made. That, if you look at the and, and people talk about it is with the Constitution, this is for land. This was for landowners. Well, guess who owned land? When Pardon was it me? great for them? Yeah, it's always been great for them. Oh. Always. Yeah. So no, America's always been great for the wealthy, but the 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 false what we have right now is a false narrative that says, oh, America was so great, um, you know, and, and, and we've got the residual of, of the Dixiecrats going in and talking about how wonderful <laughs> things were in the past. And I'm like, no, 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 it's never been great for those who have never had wealth in this country until Folks were allowed to play that game of life in the 1950s and 1960s and 1970s. And and the middle class was pretty dang amazing. And, you know, you had uh, Teddy Roosevelt created the middle class as well to, to a degree when he started uh, where they, the, the large corporations had to start paying people more money. He was busting all of the monopolies with the antitrust stuff. So Teddy Roosevelt played a major role on on, on providing sort of the equal equal that 
you know, some sort of equality for, for workers that were there. But the game and the system was still rigged. And in the 1920s, that was an anomaly. And you got all this wealth and, and all this stuff spreading. But the vast majority of people, even it just got really bad in 1929, as you know, with the Great Depression. And a lot of wealthy people did go under. But not the barons, not the exceptionally wealthy people. And what we've had since 1980 is this group of, of I call it the investor class. And listen, I am a huge fan of capitalism, okay? I'm a huge fan of, of markets. So I'm, I'm not talking about um, getting rid of the market system. What I'm talking about is let's just stop pretending that we have a group of folks and 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 this is the work I the, the arena that I work in is actually and you and I work in is very beneficial for creating passive income and that's our objective is to get people to turn their their investments and and, and to turn their money into a means of creating passive income to replace their earned income. Wouldn't you agree with that, Zanetta? That that's yeah. our objective? Well, yeah, guess what? That's the, that's the my, monopoly rule, so to speak. <laughs> so my concern is that the, the middle class is just getting pushed out. So it's, it's really becoming, it's going to be become either have you don't have it. There's no more middle class. Because middle class, especially with this, this virus going on, it's going to have to, have to pay more and more, you know, the prices are going up and who is it, who is it hitting the middle class? Yeah, it, it is hitting the middle class. And it is hitting, um, and, and the, the thing about this is the Walmart type, and, and one of the problems with creating near perfect markets where knowledge and information is nearly perfect, okay, is we have to lower the it when markets are, are technology makes it so competitive in the markets and one of the natural effects of efficient markets is you the opportunities for profits dis, disappear pretty quick because of perfect knowledge and where people are making huge profits right now is when they can go in and create huge amounts of disinformation in the market. That's where profits can be made extensively. And so what we've had for years, if you look at the cell phone market, how, and this is really important, is how our cell phone prices are going down and down and down because all of a sudden we have competition again, okay? But remember how much, I mean, I've got eight phones, nine phones right now, and I'm doing very well with that, with you know all my family members there. I'm paying a car payment every month <laughs> equivalent for those phones. Okay, and that's fair enough. I mean, that that's fair enough. Our phone bill used to be pretty substantial years ago. So, and we've got this beautiful technology that's taking place that's creating huge changes and disruption in our market. So I don't want to sit there and say, oh, you know, uh, capitalism is awful and, and we're having all this displacement. That's absolutely needed. And co competition is healthy. Where it becomes unhealthy is when there is, when corporations, 
large corporations are allowed to write the laws that govern them. And exactly. so the, they get the chance and, to tell you know, when they get a hold of the tax laws because they make it so that we can't, you know, we can only take so many deductions. Like, you know, they got rid of all the home interest that we used to have. And that was, so now everybody just has to just do the schedule, you know, the main 1040 where you right. don't have the deductions you, ha you used to have unless you start a home-based business. Right. Right. And, and listen, there's some, I, there are some really, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater in, in, in some of this. There are some very good laws written in terms of creating incentive for commerce and, 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 and for small business owners. The problem is when you have uh, Amazon that can go in and cannibalize on the very, their clients, their customers, and compete with them and run them out of business. And these are small business owners that Amazon has been allowed to 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 cannibalize on. Okay, and and they you know they go in and they have their own little brand, an Amazon brand, and they go in and it, it's 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 a sort of thing where if you're going to focus on the distribution like this, and you, you've got the wall, and and what Amazon's going to say is, well, look at Walmart. And their own personal branding, and and I mean, there, it's very difficult to sit there and go, and, and say, where is the small guy going to be able to compete with the big guy? And access to market is going to be limited by the size of capital. You know how how much capital you have access to. It is becoming more and more clear that technology and and capital intensive stuff are, are taking place. That's inevitable. The question is, is how are we going to deal with the issue that all the cost savings are now labor cost savings? Sorry, we need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more information. Are you looking to start a nonprofit and don't know where to begin? Or are you a nonprofit owner who's looking for funding? Greetings. I am Sandra Cheney, and I have over 20 years of experience helping nonprofits either find funding or helping you to create your nonprofit. Schedule a free 25 minute consultation with me, Sandra Cheney, a nonprofit consultant and funding strategist. You may contact me at www.sondrachaney.com. Click on Coaching, and you'll see Nonprofit Strategies. I look forward to seeing you soon. Hello, this is Zanetta Rogers. Join me on Wednesday at 5 p.m. for my new podcast, 
Legacy Game Changers every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Join me and we are talk about finance, education, and wealth building for you and your family to leave a legacy for your loved ones. Once again, that's Legacy Game Changers Wednesday at 5 p.m. Thank you for you know, listening. We were talking about um, how do you take responsibility, 100% responsibility for your financial situation when the game is rigged. So what do you suggest that we do? If, if we feel that the game is rigged, how do you think we, how, how do we take responsibility for our finances? You know, the game is rigged and, 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 and we we want to we want to take a closer look at that. How do we compete with the big guys? How do we go in and understand that? Okay, if I go to nine to five, and, and look, I was part of this equation. I would automate jobs. At, you know, and I I was involved in automation, and I would a, was able to transition people to new jobs. But we're getting to the point where most of the jobs that pay well, and I and I. I got helped get rid of a good number of high-paying jobs at the bank that I worked with through automation. Okay, mm -hmm. that dynamic is going to accelerate. We're watching truck drivers that are going to be put out of commission because we're going to have self-driving trucks within mm -hmm. the few with, within the decade. Okay, so we're going to see that displacement very quickly. So how is it rigged? It's rigged. It, or, or, it's rigged in two different ways. Technology is going to kick our butts, okay, <laughs> and that that market efficiency, and 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 that's inevitable. Then the other part of where it's rigged, where it, and we've got the game of monopoly happening, is in the way that we're paid and compensated. Mm -hmm. So how are we 100% responsible? Zanetta is, and and I'm not even talking about what what. What, what black folks have to go through and the systems that they're dealing with on a regular basis. But what, what I want to talk about is how do we take 100% responsibility for everything in our lives? And because I can guarantee you, if we decide to continuously play the victim in our own lives, it becomes impossible for us to navigate this arena in an effective manner. And and so how do we sit there and go, okay, I'm 100% responsible for the for for the results in my life. And even though there's so many things rigged against me, how do I handle this? I don't think we play and, victim. I think that it, it becomes frustrating when you think you when you're trying to learn the rule or play by rules and then they change it as soon as you get to a certain point. So it's not right. that you're a victim, it's just that you know, you're taught you're taught the wrong strategies on purpose. Yeah. Being perfect. And so what? So okay. That's perfect. But Zanetta, I have never heard you ever ever cry victim about anything. Ever. And the re and you're in a situation of position financially that is it is you're in if you don't mind me sharing, you're you're really done very well for yourself. And the reason is, is you've owned 100% of 
responsibility to manage your finances, the things in front of you with excellence. And that's called stewardship. And you've owned that. And you took on the mantle of figuring out how does money work? How does, okay, how does all this stuff work? And you just owned it and you took responsibility for it. And what I'm going to say is it's next to impossible to work with folks who just continuously want to cry victim. And when I say victim, I mean, okay, the world's working against me, and, and to the degree we can all say that it kind of is. The question is, is how are we going to – how is the world working against us? How does the world work? How do the systems work? And how can we navigate and what we have access to on this side is how do the very wealthy and the investor class actually work and operate? And can we apply those things in our lives? And that's where we come in in what we do, Zanetta, is we are teaching people how money has worked for generations and, and for centuries now. And it's the secrets of the very wealthy right now. And we can play that game. And can those rules change? Yeah, they can. But for right now, you <laughs> and I are working in an arena where we can uh, learn what those rules of the game are. And we can play, apply the game, the monopolistic aspects that are there and dimensions. And, and listen, there's some things in there that are not rigged and they're very good and they're very good incentives. They're just not taught to us. And the banking arena is one of them. And banking is foundational. Those banking concepts are foundational for us to understand. And if there's one concept that we could teach within the black community and within it, it, within the Native American community and the poor white communities, all of these communities if we could teach foundationally how money works in the banking system and find a way to take advantage of the large banks that have rigged the markets and <laughs> are really doing a great job misinforming, and, and in my view, it is very rigged and monopolistic. But we can learn those principles ourselves, and we can help each other navigate through there and guess what i say we because we have got to work together it's not i mean look if if we don't teach folks how to play that game and under and we don't teach them the principles and the rules of of how the money actually works how are are, are these communities ever going to get off the ground and the point remains is the right information is absolutely critical. And we are each responsible in our own lives to find out what the, that information is. And that's the harsh reality. I think one how of the do problem, we educate our, our brothers and sisters? I think one of the problems is, you know, people go to financial planners, and those people are uh, selling them the same stuff that doesn't, same system that doesn't work for us. That, you know? That's right. And they well, haven't. And, and they haven't changed what they're, they're selling the product, but they're not selling what 
the people need now. No, they they don't because it and 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 there's there's people in our arena that mm-hmm. don't have the integrity either. Yeah. And that 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 are you know, they they're not they're not they don't have the integrity that is needed to be and and what I would call the when we work with people with their finances, we have a fiduciary responsibility to to people to work what's best on their behalf. And and this industry and sadly the financial industry has taken that and 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 that's where it's rigged. And so from our standpoint, what we and what separates us and can separate us as we train other people, and we've got to go in and and train folks to teach others. To manage to uh, their money effectively, and there is so much entailed in that. But there's also money is also a reflection of the aggregate of support systems that are there for us. So we've got to go in and create those institutional support systems within our communities that aren't there for so many. How do we do that? And and that means that Zanetta, you and I, and 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 those who want to improve things in this world are we. That means that's an extra set of responsibility that we take on. And I, it's a challenge. It's like, is it possible to do this? Yes. Is it extremely difficult to do this by ourselves? It's impossible for us to do this by ourselves. We have to learn and be mentored and tutored and understand and say, I don't have this. And it's no different than taking care of our, ourselves uh, with our health and all the lies and misinformation about our health. We can't do that on our own either because we don't have the right information about what the right foods are to eat because of the misinformation that's out there. Speak and but, look at McDonald's. <laughs> well, Randy, I, right? I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Um, do you have one last thing to tell the audience? I do. I want people to get Zanetta's phone number and her and her contact information and talk. Give her a call and let's talk about this stuff. And and that's all I'm going to say. But thank you once again for being on my show. It's been a pleasure as usual. This has been Legacy Game Changer. If you need to get in touch with me, you can reach me at LegacyGameChanger at gmail.com or you can call me at 443-906-3882. Have a blessed day. 